0: Welcome everybody to the second uh, part of our mini series of podcasts that we're doing this semester. This podcast is going to be on our on Newman Students Union elections and how elections shaped my career. So without further ado, we're going to be talking for about 40 minutes, I suppose. Uh, but without further ado, I'm going to pass around to uh, our panel of students officers, ex-officers, who are here to talk, uh, basically to ramble around elections for about 40 minutes and tell you a little bit more about how they work. Um, I'll probably just call people out on the screen as that's the easiest way to go. Uh, I'll go first. If you don't already know, my name is Chris. I'm the current president of Newman Students Union. Uh, we'll go to Lucinda next.
1: Hi, um, I'm Lucinda. I used to be the Society's officer and I'm now an alumni society's officer and I'm now an alumni. Thank you, and
0: we'll go to Tom. Thank you, and we'll go to Tom.
2: Hi, I'm uh, Tom Ashford, I was the ex-president and ex-vice-president of uh, Newman Students Union and I'm an alumni now as well. And
3: then Marion. Hi, I'm Marion, um, I'm the sport and health officer at the moment.
0: And then Liam. Hi, I'm Liam, I'm the current vice-president serving my second term. Perfect. So, the first kind of question that um, is we're going to be asking is going around each person in the room of how many elections did you run in and for what positions did you run for when you were in those elections so uh, i will go first i've ran in two elections both of them have been for presidency um please feel free to jump in and just be a bit more of a conversation than me spin around the room over and over i'll jump in next if you want me to yeah, um sure. i've ran
4: in three elections um the first one I ran for Events and Activities Officer and got that, um, and then the last two were both for Vice President and got both of those as well. I was going to be uh, a delight
2: and say ladies first, but you
1: yeah, are yeah. <laughs> um, I ran in three elections, uh, the first two was for RAG and then both of which were unsuccessful. And then I decided to switch it up and go for six societies, of which I got. Uh,
3: I've only w- run in one election, um, this this uh, current term now, and obviously I got in.
0: <laughs> Brilliant, thank you. So we've got a range of uh, election experience here as well, I suppose. We've got we've got our election veterans in. Uh, Tom, did I miss you?
2: You did, but it, I did miss right. you, Tom. It's, it's all right. It's all right. It's fine. Very busy guy. It's understandable. No, I uh, I ran in two elections. Technically, I ran in three, because years before even you guys got there, we used to have to do an election to get in as a captain, opposed to the interview thing now. So I got in as vice captain there and then ran for. So I was vice captain of I think Gaelic football, and then I was went for vice president and then for president.
0: OK, so again, a massive range of election experience here. Uh, we have our election our election veterans in Lucinda, Tom and Liam as well, with three under their belt. So the next question, I suppose, is why did you run in elections? Why did you choose to run in your elections? Uh, again, I will open to the floor. Who wants to, to talk about why they ran first?
3: Well, I'll, I'll jump in there, um, I guess, and say I literally ran because... Um, The SU put an email out saying that they didn't have anybody to be a sport and health officer. And I literally ran for it because of that is the only reason I ran for it because I thought I might be able to help students. I'd been um, student rep the year before and I liked doing that. So I thought it might be fun to be on on the exec. I had absolutely no pre experience of the SU at all.
0: Brilliant. Thank you, Marion. Uh, I think I was in a similar boat in my first election. Tom may remember quite fondly that pretty much the basis for me running was that I was I was upset with my academic experience in my third year. Um, and, particularly, and from that, that kind of built the basis of me running for presidency. I think for my second election, it was more, I felt like there was work to be done and there was work that I could achieve. Um, and that was really the, the motivation that there was still an impact I could make on the issue that I wanted to continue to make. For me, I think in my first election going for a sport and
4: health, uh, not sport and health officer, I'm not sporty at all, um, for events and activities officer, I think it was a bit of people getting in my ear, maybe. Um, I think it's one of those where, because I was the social sec of the football team at the time, uh, I knew that I could plan events, so I was like, eh, what arm can it do to do it for the whole uni instead of just the sporting engaged students or the drinking students? So I got into that, and then I ran for um, vice president. Again, I think a little bit was from when I first got elected, I was like, this is something I want to do. And then obviously other people telling me to run for it, so I went for it. And then for the third time, it was actually I've still got work to do and I don't want to leave it undone and if I would have left it half done then it's a little bit of a kick in the teeth to say the least if it wouldn't have got done so I've continued that this year.
1: Um, I (laughs) Um, I wanted to run elections because I'd always been a part of the SU really Um, So into my second week of being a fresher, I was elected the treasurer of the previous singing society. Um, And from then on, I've held various roles and I kind of just wanted to be a part of the bigger part (laughs) of the SU.
2: Um, With me, mine, mine was quite weird. I was never heavily involved with the SU, but I was at all the events and knew everyone on them. So I was never a course rep, I was never a a part-time officer, I wasn't anything like that, but I knew I I used to go into the office and speak to them, but I was never, I'd say, one of these people who was really into student politics and really into change. I think towards the end of my studies I I had some issues, So, uh, but to say that's why I got in isn't, because I went for vice president first and my main goal was to make Newman more on the map. I was more interested in the fact that I thought had so much potential but not not everyone was going to events not just the drinking events but I I, it it seemed to me there wasn't a community so I was like oh well I've done events for the football team I'll, I'll see if I can do this and amazingly I had no interested interest in the academic part but during VP when I was vice president I um I got really into the academic part and did a plagiarism campaign and used to go and sit on validations and boards and uh uh not boards get my words mixed up yeah yeah and and stuff like that and really got into it and that's why then i ran for president so actually running for president was more about the complete welfare of everyone as opposed to one little sector i thought i did with my vice president obviously when i was vice president it that little sector expanded and i did more than just events and going into academia so yeah
0: Brilliant, thank you. And our third question, this one goes out just to Tom and Lucinda. What have you both gone on to do since your terms in office ended? Ladies
2: first.
1: Okay, Um, so obviously I finished my degree uh, in maths and then I'm currently working uh, with this company called Milos Publishing where I'm a data consultant and I look at Excel documents all day. So a little bit different than the SU. (laughs) Uh,
2: It's a bit of a Hotel California for me. I'm still at Newman. So um, it's, um, yeah, I now work in the quality office. So being president, I had to work a lot with policy and ensuring stuff like that and ensuring learned loads about CMA and the OFS which was quite new when I was in as president so that really helped me being in the XU to acquire this job now so I'm still at Newman obviously I'm not as visible nowhere near as much as I'm now we're in an office that isn't connected to the rest of the building for starters but um, yeah no uh, that's where I am now so I work with like CMA so making sure we're doing everything properly and Basically, it goes on, but that, that's the gist of what I do.
0: Brilliant. Thank you, guys. Um, I think that's a really good example of how your degree can lead you on a career path, but also your time in the SU and time you were talking about your interest in academia can also can also almost lead and develop what you want to go on to do as a career. Um, our next question is there's a slightly different premise to this. Uh, the panel will have he- will have heard this. Uh, we're going to read a statement and we're going to ask the panel to state if they strongly agree, agree, have no opinion, disagree or strongly disagree to the statement, um, and then kind of give their reasoning why. Just as maybe a question, some of those things that we hear around elections and see what the panel here actually think. Um, so the first one is popularity is the key to winning an election. I'm gonna pause for a second to let the panel have a think of how their, their view on that.
2: Do you mean pre-popularity to- before the election,
0: I would say so. Yes, so popularity. I was going to say technically,
2: the, the the popularity if you win it is because you were more. Yeah, yeah. So, so you're saying beforehand yeah, yeah. Into
0: the election. Yeah, yeah. being yeah. a known name. Um, please feel free if anyone has has got an idea of where they feel, they, they stand on this. Please jump in. Um, I don't want to be the first one to answer a lot of the questions.
2: Um, I. You're, you're a bit in the middle because if you're especially if you're running for a sub position, so one of the full time ones, if you're heavily known to do SU stuff and heavily known to make a change, of course it's going to benefit you. That 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 That's not just it being unfair, That that's that like, but no, because there's been people who have gone in who have been very popular and not won, because the whole point of an election is you go out and get votes. So in that week, as you know, Chris, I and mean, everyone in this Um, group notes you're talking to everyone and actually regardless of whether someone thinks oh I think that'd be all right," if you actually talk to them and go this is what I want to do this is how it is then they might then vote for you so I think think it can give you a step forward but I don't think it's a guarantee I think there's people in the past who have turned around and gone oh they only got it because they were more popular and this is going back years before anyone in this group was here where people have gone, oh, they got it because they were popular. And actually, the person who didn't get it didn't do any campaigning or the campaigning wasn't up to scratch. And then it's a very its easy to scapegoat someone who's popular, but actually, it, it comes down to what you do in that week.
4: I think I would have to agree with Tom on some of that. I think it would never hurt if you're quite well known. Um, however, I don't think it is all about popularity. I think, um, as Tom's already said, like it comes down to manifesto points. You can be the most popular person around campus, but if you've got nothing to help students or pledge what you want to do for, for students to make their student experience better, why would you think that you'd get elected just because you know? And I think it comes down to the manifestos itself and how you campaign during that week. I think if you campaign um, solidly um, all week, you're more likely to speak to more people, reach more students and get your points across. That's how the voting helps you to win a campaign.
0: Lucinda,
3: Marion, is there anything you wanted to comment? Um, Yeah, Yeah, sorry. I d- it's difficult to say because I don't know which students vote and which students don't vote. So I don't know if the ones that that know me better are the ones that voted for me or if they just um, looked at, you know, what I'd written and the videos that I did and voted on that. It's it's difficult to say. I was very ambivalent about getting in or not getting in um, because I had... Um, I, I just noticed there was a need and I thought I could do something in that need. But I was I was quite happy to not do it, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't I don't think my popularity had anything to do with whether people voted for me or not. Um, I belong to perhaps a slightly different demographic from the normal SU people because I've never lived on campus. Um I, I wouldn't tend, I don't even, I, I've never belonged to a sporting team at Newman and um, uh, um, I've never gone to a drinking event at Newman. So um, my popularity amongst the people that do those kind of things is neither here nor there, as far as I can tell. So I think I was literally voted on, on what I showed of myself in the campaign.
0: Lucy, did you want to comment anything? I have nothing else to add if I'm honest I just want everyone to have the opportunity I think yeah, yeah I would really echo what Tom said um yeah. and Tom actually kind of made reference to exactly what I was going to say um my first election I'd like to think, like to think I came in as quite an unknown to the SU um I was as Mary said I was affiliated with the football team but even then Liam Nodding tells me that I was still a quiet member of the football team. I wasn't necessarily someone that was the face of those groups. Um, so for me, yeah, I, I could I, I agree with Tom entirely. It's about the campaign you run, the willingness to talk, the willingness to put yourself out there. Um to, sorry, yeah,
2: I'm not
0: just
2: I'm not just saying that because obviously it encourages people to run in which I think I think it's very beneficial to be an officer. But it's actually happened, like there have been, especially we're we're going back years when I was, I mean, I came to Newman in 2013, which I'm guessing some people in this weren't even doing A-levels or BTECs by then. So, and I remember there was a very popular guy who, I shouldn't say guy, popular candidate who was very well known and lost to someone who I didn't really know, but I voted for the one I didn't really know because they came over and talked. So there is that. I think a lot of people get off they, they want to know who they're running against. And actually, when you're running an election, it's it's yourself. It's you're not you're running for yourself. So if you've got good ideas and you talk to people, you you'll you'll get in, regardless of who they are, because that, that's how democracy works mainly. Obviously, there are still some votes that they will automatically get. So your best friends will probably vote for you, and their best friends will probably vote your opposition of course they will because that's what people do but they're, they're very minimal I mean to say someone's very popular numerous nearly 3,000 students you can't tell me someone there is every single student they don't at most it's probably about a hundred but uh, elections aren't one on 100 vote people are getting five six hundred votes so
0: I think I think that is very right I think that's very true Tom I think like you say popularity can play a point but it is really Uh, it is really important to go out and run that campaign and talk to people. Okay, our next statement, and it links in quite nicely, I suppose. Um, As a panel, do we strongly agree or disagree with the statement? It's important to engage with elections, even if you are not running. I can see nodding heads, but for those who are are listening on Spotify, for example, I can see nodding heads. I'm hoping one of the nodding heads will will talk about why they're nodding.
4: Yeah, I think there's... It's one of them where sometimes if you're not running in elections, I know um, people can get fed up of just seeing election stuff. If you say in my first one, there was quite a few candidates and you could walk around campus and uh, campaign. And so in my second um, campaign as well, you could walk around and speak to people freely because COVID wasn't a thing then and there's no restrictions. But people can get fed up about it and lose interest throughout the week i think it is important to stay interested throughout the week and to be interested beforehand because these people who are running in elections are one of them out of each category will be that officer for the next academic year and you have to make sure that even if you're a third year leaving or a brand new first
0: year that the right person shows for the role yeah i mean i would i would agree um as a student, I can't say I was heavily heavily involved in elections um, and probably to my own detriment, but while I was running, and I know that's slightly to the side of the premise of the question, I usually would leave my vote until the last day of voting so I could watch how all of the candidates campaigned for the week. Uh, and I'm not suggesting every student do that vote when you think the right time is to vote and your mind is made up on those votes. Uh, but my, my own process was to leave and wait until as late as possible, and then make a decision based on the work of the campaign, not just the names that were on the ballot. Um, I'm sure. I'm sure if anyone else has a view, please feel free to challenge me on that as well. That was just what worked for me um, when I was when I was also campaigning. I usually waited until after question time to cast my because
4: I think it really shows each individual candidate off, and I think when you've got um, just spotlight random questions, like in our first year you had spotlight random questions and then the format of the questions that you'd be presented with was then introduced the year after. I think it really puts people on the spot. Um, Yes, that's negative because they're not giving them time to think. However, sometimes when you're in roles, you're put in certain positions and situations where you just need to make a split decision and a judgment, that's what I
0: usually did. Yeah and just on that for those wondering about question time we are looking at those to be recorded the week commencing the 15th of March so that's a date for the calendar as well for when question times will be happening for this year's elections. Of course we've got a little ways to go before we get to March yet but that's a a mark for the calendars. Uh, Did anyone else want to comment on this one?
3: Um, well, I strongly agree that it's uh, very important to engage with the elections because I think the SU has quite an impact on the student life. Um, if not just, you know, enjoyable stuff like um, societies and, and teams and stuff like that. But if you have problems or issues or uh, the, the SU has been very vocal during the lockdown championing um Good things for students, um, and I think you know. This is this is how people get into the exec. Basically, they get voted in. So, the best thing to do is be involved in the elections, so that the best people or the people that you think will be uh, the best can get onto uh, the committee and do the things that will help you in your studies.
1: I mean, I think I'd have to agree with the statement, to be honest. Um, It's just really important to get involved, whether you're running or not running. Um, If you're, of course, it's important to get involved because you're not going to do very well if you don't. (laughs) Um, Yeah, And it's also good because we have a democratic process, um, so yes, you should use your democratic vote for that.
0: Okay, brilliant,
2: thank you. Tom, did you want to add anything? Yeah, I mean, I, I think you've got to agree with it. I think it one of the biggest, it'll be interesting for you, and obviously Lucinda can probably relate to this as well, but I think it'll be interesting for you, officers who are now currently in the role, that one of the worst feelings as an officer is when you get to the end of it and someone goes, oh, I wish I engaged sooner, or oh, I wish I did this, or I had no idea that did that. And actually, as much as you and rightfully so, should find, uh, hold issues to account. If someone's reached out to you and you haven't engaged, that, that's also on the student as well as the officer who hasn't engaged them. It's very easy to point fingers. And I think it, it's bad because you sit there and you go, well, why has this happened? Well, you, they've been elected in. You had every right mm. not to elect them in or elect them in. So it, it, it's it's just, it's one of them. I mean, if you're if you're a student who literally comes to lectures, that's it that's all you've got time for still you should still engage with it because there's stuff that can make an SU can change on people's courses and with the course rep system and uh, no disadvantage policy that's out there now but it it doesn't I think there's a massive like I want to say stigma but I don't think that's the right word around the word engagement means you're in the office every day and you're at every event in your commenting on social media and it, it's not engaged as you know what's happening you know what you can go there for help, I think is a is a massive thing with it.
0: Brilliant, thank you. Okay, so our sixth uh, question and our third statement is being an officer has led me in a, a different career direction. How do we how do we rethink we on that. Uh, I'm more than happy to go strongly agree. I finished my degree with, and I, I'm going into sports psychology. Um, and now, two years later, I'm looking at policy, democracy, and governance in SU's. Um, so I think I, I think I've i drifted off that first path a little bit. Um, so I think I, I would strongly agree. Being, being that the SU has had a big impact on my own career aspirations, I would have to agree as well. Like. When I first come to Newman,
4: my career aspects were to become a PA teacher. And then I started creating events. And I was like, actually, do I become a teacher and deal with children? Or do I do what I'm good at and plan events? And, and I think in terms of the VP role, like the way that it is now, I don't think it's just... Um, The events aspect of it, I think there's more to it than that. Like this year, I've especially brought the focus on accessibility and inclusion and diversity. Um, I think all those aspects have made me want to go more into events,
0: that route and more student union routes as well. Thank you. Uh, Lucy, Tom, Marion, any of the three?
1: I think I have to disagree to be honest however I've been quite like headstrong with my career since I've been about seven years old or something crazy like that so yeah (laughs) there's no changing it now
0: (laughs) no and that's that's fair enough I think that's an important viewpoint to give that becoming an officer does not immediately mean right that's it you're in SUs you're you're in the you're in the, the crazy house and you're staying there um, there is still life after SU's and life after Newman, to quote the strategy. Uh, Tom marion Um,
3: I don't think so. To be honest, I don't. I don't think I agree about this one personally. I can. I can definitely see that with um, Chris and and Liam that um, SU's had a big effect. So. Um, speaking generally, I can see that it is possible, but for myself, um, I've worked with a lot of charities. Um, This is the first charity that I've worked with that's political in this sense. Um, And I think it's, um, I guess it has changed my influence in that possibly I, I would be more politically aware after doing this. Not party political, but, you know, policy, policy uh, uh, aware. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, it hasn't changed my, my emphasis on health and social care with, within the third sector.
0: Okay, and last but not least, Tom. Um,
2: well, I've, I've got to agree because when I first came to uni all those years ago, I actually didn't know what I wanted to do. Like, knew it wanted to go into business whether that was marketing or just managing or anything like that or research i I didn't really have i I didn't come to uni a lot of students do now and this is something as you know chris from employability task a lot of students come knowing what they want to do and they want to get this degree to help Mm -hmm. them get there um what i will say is being an officer i think once again i think we get into this habit of because you in the SU you will go into an SU like the transferable skills that you learn within the students union and within everything that the uni offers so if you go and see the careers team and sign up to a senior progression coach or you go uh, you go and speak to the enterprise team or anyone like that and like placement module as well which I know is a bit of a hindrance for some people when I was there I was a bit you know seems a bit just it seems to get in the way when actually your degree only really gets you can get you to an interview but I'd say get involved because these skills that you think are just helping the union helping you so like Liam said Liam wanted to be a BE teacher Liam now can go to a, an events company and go yes I know how to budget I know how to fill out risk assessment I know the dangers of mis-selling stuff so and you can label these things that at the time you don't think are helping you but they are it's like and it's how you then go and say that when you go into further employment. For, for Chris, like, we've both sat in council, so you've liaised with stakeholders who are at the top, which is a lot of people haven't had that luxury. So this stuff that really you need to get involved in the SU and the stuff the uni uh, offer in terms of making you more employable for after uni. And I think it's one of them that we, we, we've discussed before, or I've, I've said in the sense... Sometimes you don't realise it until it's a bit too late. Oh, I should have done that. I should have done that. And it's not an issue. It's not going to hold you back. But there's so much stuff you can get involved with, especially if you grow something or run events or have a society which has got 200 members. I know you wouldn't get that Newman because it's new numbers. It's, like, it's stuff that makes you look good and gets you into a career path. So, yeah, I, I, I really would say it doesn't send you into education or uni. There's so many transferable skills you can learn from being an officer. So, yeah.
0: Brilliant, thank you. OK, and our last statement, and then we'll go back into the, the normal questions, I suppose. Um, the outcome of elections have a significant impact on student experience. Lots of in, in the middle and thinking at the, at the moment, for those that are listening. <laughs> um, I think I'll go first. I would say these, these agree. I would agree with this. Um, I wouldn't say I strongly agree because I think there are areas where things happen in the background and student experience that the SU has no control or bearing on. However, the, the outcome of elections and who is elected has a massive say on the decisions that are made, the direction of the conversation within the university. I think sometimes it's understated, and Tom may agree, the actual amount of influence the president and VP have as part of the university structures, which can dictate how student experience works. Um, and I think the people who are in those rooms can really dictate that student experience. So I, I would have to agree with this. I don't. Does anyone else have any thoughts at this point?
3: I guess um, the different people who are elected will have different uh, a different emphasis and different things that they do. Um, For example, um, last year's sport and health officer was a very sporty person, whereas this year's sport and health person is is, um, a more health and wellness orientated person. And so so the outcome of elections um, have impacted that. Um, However, there there is a very able team working behind um, the uh, elected officers who um, do ensure the smooth running of a lot of stuff? Um, so they they they're very important to um, to the SU as well.
0: Okay. So our eighth question: What barriers did you overcome to take part in elections?
3: I think uh, for me, uh, confidence was a big thing um, because I thought. First of all, it's sport and health officer, and um I don't play any kind of sport or watch any kind of sport. Um mm-hmm. so that that was a that was a barrier to me um because I, I wondered what I'd have to I'd have to offer. But obviously it's sport and health officer, so I've I've um emphasized more of the health. So yes, and and confidence in working with um an organisation that I didn't really understand.
0: Brilliant, thank you, um, Liam. Listen to Tom. Any any thoughts of the barriers you overcame? I
4: think for me, which I think can be said about majority of people who run in the elections, um, one of the barriers that majority of people will face is nerves. I think no matter how confident you are, especially during campaign week and voting week, it's a very nerve wracking week. Um, so, the one thing I would tell people is if they are feeling nervous and that lot about it, is that nerves aren't always a bad thing. It can show how much you care. And I think also when you are running in the elections, if you are feeling nervous or taken aback by it all, is also make sure that you're looking after yourself as well while campaigning. Because what you don't want to do is go hard campaigning on the first day and second day. And then by the end of the week, you're really struggling to get yourself motivated again. You've got to find that balance
0: throughout the whole campaign period. Yeah, Lucinda, Tom, did you have anything you wanted to add?
1: Uh, so for me personally, it was yeah, again to do with confidence and things like that. Like I wouldn't say boo to a goose" um, prior, <laughs> and I'm there's a lot of head nodding. Yeah, <laughs> 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 um, but yeah, honestly, it's. Sorry,
0: I've broken Liam. Boot to a goose is the phrase that got Liam today. (laughs) Take your time, Lucy. Just let Liam have a giggle as well. Uh, Tom, feel free as well if you had any thoughts on Lucy's.
2: Take over if you want. Um, Yeah, I mean, obviously, Barry is it is it's something you haven't done before i mean we we especially when i was there we didn't we didn't we're not like america where you have class presidents and student councils i, I know they do exist in england but we we don't really have them so it's quite new to a lot of people going around and electing and understanding and actually a lot of mm-hmm. we don't we don't actually learn a lot about politics in primary i know some schools do but i, I didn't we didn't have it at secondary school yeah you learn about a part of it in history and stuff but so I think it's a very new thing, and you get in, and it, it does feel weird when you do it because you're you're doing what MPs do, and you're like, oh wow, this is this is this is a bit weird and a bit nerve wracking. And I, I think you get used to it. I think after the first day, and you're more comfortable talking to people. Uh, I think mm-hmm. it's fine. But yeah, I mean, not many people, you know, will just talk to anyone. It, it is something that few people have, but it's something you learn. Like, right? so yeah, in terms of there wasn't any. Massive barriers that some people have overcome, but mine was probably just getting a bit nervous and ensuring that I was getting my point across well.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd have to agree. I don't think there were any, I suppose, structural barriers um, that I, I had to overcome. I think a lot of the barriers I had to overcome were set, were put in front of me by myself um, confidence, anxiety, those kind of things. Uh, another big thing for me, which I'm sure Tom and Lucy particularly will know, is that I'm probably the world's biggest over overthinker. I know I probably have some stiff competition for that award, um, but I I would analyse everything. Um, I would analyse how people perceived me, everything. And, and Liam said said it really quite nicely about looking after yourself. It's it's just not worth the time during voting week and campaigning. It's just not worth it. Um, all, all it did really was. Pull, pull me down and it's actually much more important to look after your own well-being, focus on the campaign and not dig too deep into that hole of overthinking and analysing everything um, because it can become a really rough spot to be in and people can't see it. Okay, And any final points? I know yeah. no, Liam's come back out from having a gig or so. Yeah, sorry about that. Um, I think there's this
4: aspect of the Campaign week and voting week. Obviously, it's changed now and it's online. I think when you was in person, asking, trying to get people to vote for you, if you was very nervous and shy and a very unconfident person. Once you've done it a few times, you got the gist of it. And then by the end of the week, I've seen people who at the start of the week wouldn't talk to anyone, and then by the end of the week, because they've got out of that comfort zone and gone out and just done it and put themselves in that position. They're speaking to everyone. And I think it also helps build character as well when you do it. Um, Obviously it's online, so it's a little bit easier for people to campaign because they can just drop people messages. Um, But it's also a little bit more trickier online because you don't know how that person will respond to your message, whereas if you're in person, you can see their facial expressions and their body language. Um, So Mm -hmm. there's pros and cons to everything, but I think just be confident in your own abilities and don't worry about what your
0: other um, candidates are doing. Brilliant. Sticking with the theme of barriers, um, the question now is what barriers did you face or have you faced? As an officer, uh, I'm quite happy to start here. I think a big barrier I faced in my in my first year is a twofold barrier. One of them, and it's probably back to that overanalyzing, I was convinced that people had this perception that I was um, sport background, didn't really care about the academic, didn't really care what I was doing or know what I was doing. And that's not a barrier that anyone really put in front of me, but I almost got into my own head, which is why I talk so freely about being, not allowing yourself to fall into that hole. Um, and I think this affected my work, and this is where the actual barriers came in, in that I was so closed to taking risks and being myself and being comfortable and standing by my own principles because I was worried about these perceptions. It uh, took me a long time to get out of that shell, but I, there was a noticeable, noticeable difference when I did. Um, so that, that was really the big barrier for me. It was actually one i put up in front of me myself. Um, anyone else? Please feel free.
1: I mean for me person, for me personally I'm saying that a lot um however <laughs> for me I think again following on from confidence and things like that from my time I mean I still remember on my first like welcome talk and things like that Chris had to take me to a separate room to go through it and I think we went through it about 10 times or something crazy like that because I just couldn't do it and then obviously developing into um, and my first training session, like to deliver to societies, um, I almost threw up in front of pretty much everyone, which was very embarrassing. However, um, at the end, I helped Marie take over bystander training. So yeah, it's like quite a large barrier.
0: Tom, I'm, I'm just going around the screen at this point.
2: Um barriers. There's quite a few that are quite generic that I think, and it's something you and I am talking about doing this for yourself and making yourself more. I'm thinking of after you leave the union, after you leave uni, you want to get a job. But you do have to talk to people that you wouldn't have talked to before, and you have to know that there's different ways of talking to people. And there's different etiquettes, I'd say, especially with meetings and stuff that you probably didn't know. And that's not sounding condescending to people who who haven't done it. It's it's not that at all. But I think there's a few barriers that you have to talk about stuff that you never thought you'd have to talk about. So uh, for me, we we did a a free periods campaign. like and Brianna, who was the VP at the time, really, really pushed that and really did well with that. Well, I mean, I'm not saying I was uncomfortable with it, but it was a bit. Oh, I have to talk about this, which is something I never thought I'd have to have to talk about. And it, and it's stuff like that. There's and and that's where it's really useful to be an officer because it gives you that skill set that you can talk down and not just stuff like that, but like conf, uh, conflict resolution and and stuff like this. So it's stuff that really. I wouldn't say there was any barriers for me as such, but it was stuff like, oh, I, I didn't think I'd have to talk about this when I was playing football at uni or on my course, but you, you do. And I, th- I wouldn't say it's a barrier. I'd say it's more of a learning opportunity, but it's definitely, you have to learn how to talk to people and what people have gone through. And, every- and the thing is, it's people, everyone's different. So I don't reckon that's a barrier. I reckon that's probably, like I said, a learning opportunity, but yeah, it, it can be tricky sometimes.
3: Marion? I guess that the biggest barrier that we've faced this year is lockdown. I think we must be the first SU executive committee who've never met each other. You know, I've met some individuals um, in person, um, but I've never met some of the other executive members and we've never all been together in a room. And that's, I think that is a, that's a huge barrier and it, it, um, it has taken us quite some time to work that out as a team, but as a team we are working it out and um, so, so barriers you know they are difficulties but in working them out you get stronger obviously.
0: Thank you Marion that's, that's a really good point, the Covid and lockdowns didn't actually even cross my mind when I thought about this question I went straight into my own my own head, I suppose, to go back to my example. Uh, Liam. I think
4: talking about barriers, everyone will face different barriers. Um, So something that I haven't faced as a barrier, you might have. Um, I think the one thing for being a SAP, um, and if it's dealt with in the right way, can help massively. I think sometimes when you go into the SAP role or an officer role, Sometimes you aren't taken that serious, as it's, oh, it's only this person. Um, whereas actually you're in an elected role, you're then officially a leader. And I think you've got to get that point across to people who don't take you that serious. So like if you're in a meeting, for example, and you raise a point, but then it gets just drawn under the line straight away, you then need to be like, actually, I'm an elected leader. I'm part of this. My voice isn't any less than yours. Um, so I think that's the one barrier there. And obviously, as Marion and you said, is this year especially is COVID. I think that's the biggest barrier that every single person has faced, whether you're an officer or not. Definitely COVID is the biggest barrier. I think that's the one barrier there. And obviously, as Marion and you said, is this year especially is COVID. I think that's the biggest barrier that every single person has faced, whether you're an officer or not. Definitely,
0: COVID is the biggest barrier. Brilliant, thank you. you. Uh, Marion, I have just seen your message that you will have to shoot shortly. So I'm going to ask the final question and go straight to you uh, to give you an opportunity just to um, answer. I'm also going to say thank you. So if you finish your answer and go, please feel free to. Uh, So the last question is, What legacy did you leave behind, or what is your biggest achievement in office now? For those who are in office, of course, to date, or what do you think your legacy to date is?
3: Um, so, um, I've um, the SU set me up on um, uh, a friendship, uh, a uh, Facebook page right at the beginning, um, for freshers. Um, it was how we were going to do freshers virtually, and I've just carried it on. Basically, it's called Healthy Lifestyle Friends, and it's now just a forum for people putting up their various wellness tips and ideas and just a place to get encouragement. Um, um, so that's, that's continuing on, um, and I've been posting on that um, for pretty much the whole year so far, and I'll continue until, until the end of the year. So I hope that's a bit of a legacy. I hope people have been helped through that. Um, The other thing, possibly, um, is that I've been um, trying to... So the SU is going through a bit of a change at the moment, um, trying to be more diverse, more friendly, more open, less cliquey. Um, So um, I've been trying to to work with uh, a few things, um, a few ways of communicating and that uh, and that kind of thing just to try and help be more open and get a few more people involved in the su who aren't who haven't previously been involved so that they would feel welcome
0: brilliant thank you Marion. Uh, and again thank you for your contributions today if you do need to, uh need to go okay um again i'll open to the floor um i suppose lucinda tom for you guys it's I suppose, legacy or biggest achievement, me and Liam will be still today, because I think there's still a little bit of time left. Liam will be still today, because I think there's still a little bit of time left.
4: I think Uh, I've got numerous
0: different ones.
4: Um, I think from when I was a part-time officer, I think one of my biggest achievements as Tom was the vice president at the time, was the 50th anniversary of Newman, where we did a massive Christmas carnival. Um, I think that was an great event, to be fair. Um, Obviously, I'm not trying to tip my own horn there. Tom, you can agree or disagree. (laughs) Um, Lucy as well, if you want to agree or disagree, it's completely up to you. Um, Then when it comes to the VP role, that then brings a different aspect. Um, I think, especially at the end of last year and this year, the work around accessibility um, has made a huge impact around the campus from a motion that coming in at Student Forum and having Sianita bins in all the male toilets across the campus to um, creating a plan and hopefully moving forward on creating more gender-neutral toilets across the campus, which is ongoing as well at the moment. And then those are the serious ones. And then the funny one I personally think would be me losing half my head of my cardboard cutout (laughs) Um, because
0: I still don't know who did that. One of Newman's great mysteries. Right. Again, I've just seen that Tom, you also managed to shoot. So again, Tom, please feel free.
2: Um, Yeah, it's, it's, it's a weird one, really. I mean, because there's loads of stuff that students won't, won't see, but I think, I think in terms of one thing I did that I think people appreciated, I think Liam and Chris might back this up as well, is I think I, I took, I believe with the help of the teams i had and ryan especially it's worth noting him is we we took things that were there and made them more more like prestige i want to say but i don't want to discredit anyone that was there before i mean we did a varsity which was huge and at the time people really enjoyed it and wanted it the next year and really wanted to get behind it and we did a massive marketing campaign for it we designed and once again Ryan was very instrumental with letting me do that so in terms of doing a massive event that we did and also we took Sports Society's awards and put it in a very good venue and we started to make it a bit more more I want to say the word prestige but Uh I think they were good before but it was more more formal more we're up there putting ours on the map I mean one of the things me and especially Brianna who was VP when I was president was I think we set a very high standard and I think under us and the teams we had, there was obviously problems with them as well, which was well noted. But I think we did stuff and talked to the university in ways not not horribly, but we had a very good, very good working relationship with mm-hmm. the union in the sense of we could go and say no, we think that's wrong, and we're not going to allow that. As opposed to stuff like that, and I think it set a standard this year uh, for people. Uh, well, the year after for people to go forward and go actually no that's not right and I thought we educated quite a lot of people on stuff and that's good and bad stuff so not just oh you need to stand up and do this but we 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 didn't have a problem with saying telling people they were wrong which was something that's quite uncommon there's a lot of people go oh well we'll try and go to I mean especially Rihanna, who would say no we can't do that. that that's wrong it's breaking the rules it's going to do this this and this so I think think we try to up the standard and i think it may have been matched or even expanded on that but i think we really start to act like a proper union. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, no that makes per- that makes perfect sense. Uh Lucy, thank you for that Tom.
1: Uh, yeah, so um in terms of like legacies and achievement it's quite a big question if i'm honest. Um so Obviously, we've had the active societies increase. So when I went in, we had about eight inactive societies. And then when I left, so at the mid 2020 um, 13 societies, which is obviously an increase. Um, And then we've had the society bylaw changes, which are still in place. So that's kind of a legacy. And then, yeah. So it becomes like, easier to set up than like, a society and then run your own AGM, which I did with the help of Liam and, and Marie.
0: Yeah, I think, I think that's, that's really nicely put this. I think that shows that even if, because a lot of us here are, are obviously sabbatical, have been sabbatical officers, um, I think that shows that even a part-time officer can have a really big impact on the union. It's not just the president and VP that have these big impacts. And you are completely right. That's brought a lot of continuity to that area of the union that's been maintained this year. Um, okay, I will be quick. I think I've got, I've got two things for, for today because I think there may be some other things on the horizon. Uh, no disadvantage policy, no detriment policies. are the two iterations of them. Um, I think for me, if you were to ask me in an interview, there are two things that have made me use every skill I've learned at NSU. Every, every single one of them, um, to, to get that into place. Um, and, and Tom really references, well, the behind-the-scenes stuff. Uh, I mean, that's in air quotes for people who are listening. Um, as a union, I actually think one of the biggest impacts I've had is that we, we are governed better. We work, we're more efficient in our governance. Um, we've just expanded our trustee board. We now are working towards having subcommittees of the board, like uh, as bigger charities do. We have more student involvement with the trustee board and we now have an actual trustee appraised skills appraisal yearly to look at the skills we have on the board and what we could be looking for when recruitment comes around um, and have, have many times theorised and in some instances suggested new models of, um, stu- of holding officers to account and appraisal work there just trying to make us run a bit more effectively as, as a union. I think coming up in the future, it's it's gonna be about securing that future is going to be the other thing that I think will be a big, I, I don't like the word legacy, but big legacy point uh, for not for not just myself, but for this year's team. Um, so that kind of concludes our questions. I know some of our panelists have disappeared. Um, they've had other things to go on to. So I just wanna thank them again. I wanna thank Lucinda Liam for also being here. and I wanna to thank Tom and Marion for the time they were here. Um, just some things really to wrap up and talk about before we kind of go. Uh, next week, if this is being recorded, this is probably around when this is being released, we will be in the middle of Next Steps week. Uh, so that'll be, this is a week long of events talking about how you can become more employable and what you can go on to do after university. After that, we have Get Up and Go Week, which is a week full of events, again, about getting back involved in university, getting involved with us as a union, just finding your way around the place again, because it has been a tough year so far. The next thing talking about the big subject that we've been talking about is our elections will close on the 26th of February, so that will be a nominations that's the last day for you to get your nomination in. We then have University Mental Health Day, which is on the 4th of March, so we'll be running some events around uh, your own mental health and mental health and well being. Uh, AGM is on the 23rd of March, that is, a bit, that is a big thing for every student to attend, that's a big annual meeting for every student to attend, I've said that twice. Um, and that's where you can hold your offices to account, sign off the accounts, uh, and really question us on what we've been doing this year. And then the last and final big thing to bring up is that voting for elections will open on the 22nd of March, I know that's a long way when we don't even know the candidates yet, but it's one for the diary 22nd of march is when those the voting opens and the voting will close on the 26th of march and on the evening the event the uh results will be given in a what i'm presuming will be a zoom a zoom call i can't see us being able to do anything else by march but that will be the results will be given there and then the uh, i suppose the handover period will start um but thank you everyone for listening into this um i'll say again thank you to lucinda liam tom and marion for taking part Uh, if you do have any questions about elections please go to our website and have a look at the elections page or get in touch with myself or liam you can get us uh, via facebook or via the website or on our emails Uh, mine is su-president at newman.ac.uk and liam's is su-voice-president at newman and the rest of it um other than that thank you for listening